0: hello everybody i'm pam pastor host of the grace and peace of god love wins i'm happy that you found me but more importantly i'm thrilled that you have found jesus friends there is power in the name of jesus and as we journey together we'll be unleashing discoveries of how to turn hearts of stone into ones of moldable clay for the potter jesus to transform So hopefully you'll join me and others each week as we adventure and explore life together. And periodically, friends, we'll be delving into my mailbag, answering questions from listeners just like you. So if you find that you have a question, make sure and email it to me at pampastorcopywriting at gmail.com. Well, friends, as we prepare to enter into God's presence today allow me to speak a blessing over your life. This blessing comes to us in the form of a benediction given to us by Moses' brother, Priest Aaron. May the Lord bless you and protect you. May the Lord smile on you and be gracious to you. May the Lord show his favor and give you his peace. Amen. Well, friends, I want to welcome you back. And as promised, today we're going to be looking into the Bible and considering it as a family storybook that it is. And this is one aspect of the Bible. It's also a story about mankind's redemption through a loving Savior. But our focus today is on the elements that make it come alive with rich history also today we're understanding that we are a visual people in large part due to the invention of the television and the handheld computers and other forms of media currently available these new technologies have carried forward more avenues for the art of storytelling to be propelled forward And I'd be remiss if I didn't mention once hearing a follower of New Age make the assertion that the Bible was just a bunch of campfire stories. Oh my gosh they were right. While they were only giving a partial truth in an attempt to discredit Christianity, the fact is the Bible is fueled on campfire stories. Think about all the times the Israelites were in the wilderness sitting around a campfire in Egypt. I mean, we're talking 400 years right there, plus many more times throughout history over the last 2,000 years. So these stories are meant to strengthen God's people and to be passed down from generation to generation. Many of the Psalms were written to music so that exactly God's will could be passed down. So the books of the Bible are both stories and chronicles, and within them we're given signs, symbols, poetry, genealogies, and images or pictures to help us visualize what it is our ancestors endured. Over the past 2,000 years, many movements have taken shape which carry the timeless Christ throughout the ages and around the globe. These stories come in many forms and are encapsulated with rich historical context. We find in the Bible psalms that are written to music and poetry, proverbs, short stories, drama, full genealogies, prophetic utterances, gospels, epistles, and even apocalyptic visions. Now, a misrepresentation representation exists among many Christians as to what the content is upon the pages housed in between two covers of the Bible. When asked how many authors were responsible for writing the Bible, the answers vary greatly. The truth is that 40 authors compiled the Bible over a 1,500-year time span the rich metaphors provide us with the values we need for daily living we glean these values in part from the bible it's not enough to have the knowledge that the bible can provide or that we know that there is power for ministry but we must be students of the bible and if you're asking just how we do this well first of all we need to find and use the stories in our ministry today If you recall, we said the stories from the Bible are alive. We must forge links between the material presented in the Bible and in our lives today. Here's a critical assumption that we must make is that the men who were selected to be scribes and record the Bible were indeed interested in preserving the accuracy as they too wanted to be able to hand down these translations throughout the generations. So we must look at three characteristics. Number one, to those to whom they happened. Number two, to those who told them and wrote them down. And number three, to us as we pass them on to others. When we hear these stories being told, We're able to enhance our appreciation of them when we use our imagination to add supporting elements of what might have been occurring in the peripheries of the main story. The writers were not able to record all events. We know that the 35 recorded parables were not all that occurred. An example of this would be to fill in the story of Abraham and Sarah when God told Abraham to sacrifice Isaac on the mountain, and he was following along obediently. Well, where was Sarah at this time? Perhaps, and this is us using our imagination, perhaps she was home picking up their home site, standing nearby the tent as she cooked a warm pot of stew, eyeing it with worry the entire time Abraham and Isaac were away. She was probably in prayer, praying to God, don't take my son. I, you know, I have a feeling that that Abraham is up to something, that he's in obedience towards God. But God, as a mother, I pray you don't take the promised son away from me. She might have been pacing back and forth, back and forth. And lo and behold, off in the distance, she sees Abraham returning with her promised son, Isaac. As she jumps for joy, she girds up her dress and runs full force towards them, embracing them as she's overcome with joy. Now she would be a participant in the greatest story ever told. And what about Zebedee, James and John, the sons of thunder's dad, when Jesus told them to drop everything and follow him, what was his reaction? Zebedee was most likely surprised. He had built a successful fishing company along with their hired servants. What was going to happen now? His sons were dropping everything to follow Jesus and after all the sons were in line to take over the family business but Zebedee being equally as faithful to his workers as he was to his own sons gave the responsibilities to other men whom he had grown to respect and trust they were loyal committed and wanted to see the family business succeed When we add enhancements and use our imagination to stories, we're learning to read between the lines to develop a fuller, more cohesive understanding of the events that took place. This is one reason God has given us the gift of imagination. Additionally, another avenue we need would be our own personal testimony to share with others. Recall we said this is one way we witness for God. The stories from the Bible are alive as he, as alive as his own shed blood in our present day and age today. We also will be addressing the fact that we can no longer depend upon or expect to gain understanding of the Christian life through the clergy or artificial intelligence for that matter. AI can whip out a sermon in, a, in just a heartbeat, basically. And the thing about that, while that's fantastic... Where's the learning in that? Where's the deep connection with our Lord and Savior? Where is the intimate relationship? That's why we need to be dependent upon ourselves to dig in deep to the Bible and unearth and mine the treasures that are held between the covers of the pages so listen to what Peter says in 1 Peter chapter 3, verse 15. Instead, you must worship Christ as Lord of your life. And if you're asked about your Christian hope, always be ready to explain it. These new believers needed to be prepared to share their faith some christians hold to the belief that faith is a personal matter that should only be kept to themselves while it's true and i agree with the fact that we should not be boisterous or obnoxious in sharing our faith our lifestyle or our christian perspective others should be able to witness our hope in jesus We should always stand ready to tell of the great things Jesus has done in our lives. This is part of being a new priesthood. And you've probably heard the analogy that people have given that you may be the only Jesus somebody sees. Instead, we must create our own mental pictures of the Christian life. We'll discuss three ways of how to do this. And finally, we must have the ability to interject ourselves into the stories and the pictures. We'll do this again through imagination. And we'll walk through an example from the book of Mark chapter 1 verses 14 through 39 that describes Christ's ministry. And if we cannot rely upon the clergy to spoon feed us Christianity, and I'm not saying that's any of you listening to this, I'm aware of my listener base. You're all educated in God's Word. But what is a lay parishioner to do? Instead of this reliance, we must create our own pictures of the Christian life by asking questions dissecting and pulling the material apart for ourselves, and then carefully analyzing all of the materials. We have many avenues of learning available to us that will point us in the direction that God wants us to go. And historically, many lay people have expected members of the clergy who have been formally educated and ordained to teach them from the pulpit or by example. But we as believers have authority to create pictures with power that will move us to take action when it's right and sit still when it's not this is where we are to pull biblical materials apart, asking questions and analyzing them. And what about interjecting ourselves into the stories as I previously mentioned? Well, we're encouraged to use our imaginations and insert ourselves into the time period we're recalling, whether historical or present day. And remember, the theological educator is not the only person with the right answer. They can certainly steer and guide us Towards the answers, but don't allow this to be a mental stumbling block. Jesus' love crosses all boundaries, including that of our children who are interpreters and spread his message of love, hope, and encouragement. Oftentimes, Jesus has many right answers to a challenge as evidenced by differing viewpoints. However, the fundamentals never change, and our salvation and saving faith is in him alone. On Wednesdays, when we're not involved in the middle of a series, our episodes focus on Kid Talk. This series asks kids to think about a preset number of questions at the beginning to be listening for, and then we review the questions and answers at the end of our stories. Well, in the same way today, before we delve into our story from Mark, beginning, begin thinking about how Jesus, number one, walked among the people. And number two, how did he touch the people? Thirdly, what about Jesus's healing of the people? Make sure and listen for casting out evil spirits. And then finally, how did Jesus rid the people of the demons? So as an example, if you're following along with me, open your Bible to Mark chapter one, verses 14 through 39. This story will describe Christ's ministry. Mark tells us dramatic, action-packed stories. He gives us the most vivid account of Jesus's activities. He features facts and actions rather than just teachings. The way Jesus lived his life is the perfect example of how we should live our lives today. Later on, After John was arrested by Herod Antipas, Jesus went to Galilee to preach God's good news. At last, the time has come, he announced, the kingdom of God is near. Turn from your sins and believe this good news. One day, as Jesus was walking along the shores of the Sea of Galilee, he saw Simon and his brother Andrew fishing with a net. For they were commercial fishermen. Jesus called out to them, Come, be my disciples, and I will show you how to fish for people. And they left their nets at once and went with him. A little farther up the shore, Jesus saw Zebedee's sons, James and John, in a boat, mending their nets. He called them too, and immediately they left their father Zebedee in the boat with the hired men and went with him. Jesus and his companions went to the town of Capernaum, and every sabbath day he went into the synagogue and taught the people. They were amazed at his teachings, for he taught as one who had real authority, quite unlike the teachers of religious law. A man possessed by an evil spirit was in the synagogue, and he began shouting, Why are you bothering us, Jesus of Nazareth? Have you come to destroy us? I know who you are, the Holy One sent from God. Jesus cut him short. Be silent. Come out of that man. At that, the evil spirit screamed and threw the man into a convulsion. But then he left him. Amazement gripped the audience, and they began to discuss what had happened. What sort of new teaching is this? They asked excitedly. It is such authority. Even evil spirits obey his orders. The news of what he had done spread quickly through the entire area of Galilee. After Jesus and his disciples left the synagogue, they went over to Simon and Andrew's home, and James and John were with them. Simon's mother-in-law was sick in bed with a high fever. They told Jesus about her right away. He went to her bedside and as he took her by the hand and helped her to sit up, the fever suddenly left and she got up and prepared a meal for them. That evening at sunset, many sick and demon-possessed people were brought to Jesus and a huge crowd of people from all over Capernaum gathered outside the door to watch. So Jesus healed great numbers of sick people who had many different kinds of diseases, and he ordered many demons to come out of their victims. But because they knew who he was, he refused to allow the demons to speak. The next morning, Jesus awoke long before daybreak and went out alone into the wilderness to pray later simon and the others went out to find him they said everyone's asking for you but he replied we must go on to other towns as well and i will preach to them too because that is why i came so he traveled throughout the region of galilee preaching in the synagogues and expelling demons from many people a man with leprosy came and knelt in front of jesus begging to be healed If you want to, you can make me well again, he said. Moved with pity, Jesus touched him. I want to, he said, be healed. Instantly, the leprosy disappeared. The man was healed. Then Jesus sent him on his way and told him sternly, Go right over to the priest and let him examine you. Don't talk to anyone along the way. Take along the offering required in the law of Moses for those who have been healed of leprosy, so everyone will have proof of your healing. But as the man went on his way, he spread the news, telling everyone what had happened to him. As a result, such crowds soon surrounded Jesus that he couldn't enter a town anywhere publicly. He had to stay out in the secluded places, and people from everywhere came to him there. Now as you listened, think about ways that you could follow Jesus' ministry within your own ministry here in the year 2023 using a similar approach. To assist us in developing a sense of conducting Jesus' ministry in today's modern world, let's activate our imaginations. To begin, pick a biblical story and direct it towards our lives as we are Christ's ministers or ambassadors, or we can even read through one of the four gospels and choose a theme from within. This is what we just did by selecting the Gospel of Mark, chapter 1, verses 14 through 39. This reading gave us a vision of the possibilities of the deeds and, and expectations of us today. There have been countless people who have attempted all types of approaches over the centuries to do the work of Christ. The Apostle Paul and Peter give us new and unusual ways to facilitate Jesus' gospel. The most historic account to be told with imagination applied has to be that of the witnesses of the resurrection of Jesus. How exciting for the women who were Jesus' followers who had showed up at the tomb to perform burial rites. These women were the first to know that Jesus had gone from death to new life. Hallelujah! It was thanks to an angel that the women received this astounding news. Jesus would personally meet with Mary Magdalene in the garden near the tomb. Often we hear about Jesus' 12 disciples, which means learners or 12 apostles, but beyond this group, Jesus had an inner circle comprising of just three of them, and then a larger circle who were Jesus' charismatic followers, known as Just followers. In Luke chapter 9 verse 23, Jesus says to the crowd, if any of you wants to be my follower, you must put aside your selfish ambition, shoulder your cross daily, and follow me. We as Christians follow the Lord by imitating his life and obeying his commands. To shoulder shoulder one's cross meant to carry one's cross to the place of crucifixion. The Romans were notorious for killing the Galileans this way. They were a ruthless destructive society. Now carrying your cross as a disciple was an entirely different meaning. Here it meant to identify with the message of Christ even if it meant death. We must deny ourselves of our selfish desires to use our time and money our own way and to choose our own direction in life without regard to Christ. It appears that following Christ in this life is pricey or costly, but in the long run, it will be well worth all of the effort. Luke tells us in Acts chapter 17 verse 6, Not finding them there, they dragged out Jason and some of the other believers instead and took them before the city council. Paul and Silas have turned the rest of the world upside down, and now they are disturbing our city, they shouted. Luke was showing us that there are many different ways to respond to the call of Jesus. These early Christians had quite the reputations. The power of the good news was revolutionary. Lives were changed. Social barriers were broken down. Prison doors were thrown open. People cared deeply for one another. They were stirred up to worship God. Our world could use a healthy dose of being shaken upside down like the beginnings that were experienced in Luke's day. However, the good news is not in the business of merely being a startup program and encouragement only. Instead, Jesus is dynamically changes lives one at a time. In the book of Luke and Acts, we're not only introduced to Paul, Peter, and the other apostles, but we also are introduced to lay people. Acts chapter nine, verse ten, Luke tells us that there was a believer in Damascus named Ananias. The Lord spoke to him in a vision, calling Ananias. Acts chapter 4 verse 36 There was Joseph the one the apostles had nicknamed Barnabas which means son of encouragement Acts chapter 10 verses 1 through 33 Cornelius who was a Roman army officer he was not a believer in Christ but he was seeking God and was reverent and generous generous God sent Peter to tell Cornelius about Christ Acts chapter 16 verse 14, Lydia was a merchant of expensive purple cloth. She was a worshiper of God. As she listened to us, the Lord opened her heart and she accepted what the Lord was saying. Acts chapter 18 verses 2 and 3, Paul became acquainted with Aquila and his wife Priscilla. They were tent makers just as he was. These two, Aquila and Priscilla, were united in marriage and in ministry for the Lord as lay persons. So those are just some examples of many lay people that are introduced to us within the Bible and who were, in addition, followers of, of Christ, but who were able to impact and make a difference in the lives of others. So friends, this morning, I would ask if you've not been spiritually reborn, listen to what God says. If he's made it clear to enter into the kingdom of heaven, a person must confess belief in his son, Jesus and apostles, Paul said and Listen to what the Apostle Paul said in 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 21. For God made Christ, who never sinned, to be the offering for our sin, so that we could be made right with God through Christ. When we place our trust in Jesus, a divine exchange takes place. Jesus takes our sin, making us right with God, and our sin was placed onto Jesus at his crucifixion. His righteousness is given to us at our conversion. While we can never repay this extraordinary, extravagant gift of kindness back to Jesus, we can show him our heartfelt gratitude by growing in our relationship with him. We can make efforts to obey him deepening our relationship daily today friends if this is you i'm encouraging you to take a bold step and openly confess after me father god i'm repenting of sin meaning i'm changing my ways of thinking jesus come into my heart i confess your shed blood washed away my sin at the cross at calvary Friends, if you prayed this prayer salvation, I believe you were saved and born again spiritually. Your next step is to read God's word daily so he can guide, direct, and reveal himself to you. And consider joining a good Bible-based church surrounding yourself with other believers who will help to edify your faith. Now let me be the first person to congratulate you on making the most important decision of your lifetime. Congratulations, and God bless you. Friends, the Grace and Peace of God Loved Ones podcast will be available most days during the week. A special children's podcast called Kid Talk airs on Wednesdays, so tune in along with your children for your favorite Bible stories that you grew up with and be a generational difference maker. We discuss and share Jesus's unlimited power in our present day lives, delving into topics such as forgiveness, spiritual warfare, what love in action looks like, biblical trust, and so many more. So friends, I invite you to come alongside me as we embark together on an adventure of exploration of all things Jesus. So please join me and if you like this episode, hit like and subscribe so you'll get the latest releases as they become available. Oftentimes, episodes are referenced right from my book, The Grace and Peace of God Love Wins. If you find the content inspiring or compelling, you can consider picking up a copy from my website at pampastorcopywriting.com or at Amazon, Barnes & Noble, or Dorrance.com. And importantly, friends, if you're unable to afford a copy, write to me. I'll find a way to get a free copy into your hands. You won't be disappointed. It is full of God's word and it's waiting for you to read it. Until next time, remember you've been marked and sealed with the cross of Jesus Christ forever. The grace of the Lord Jesus be with you all. Until next time, friends, God bless you.